Hello, Yogi. Welcome to my podcast. I'm Aiko, and on this show, we explore ways to put spiritual theory into sustainable practice. Welcome and happy Ekadasi again, Chamananda. Thank you so much. So now we are on chapter 16th. So would you like to give a recap about what we said during the very short chapter 15th? Yes, so in the previous chapter, we, uh, we heard about this material world be described as a tree upside down. So with its roots up and the crown of the tree and the branches pointing down. And we are kind of, uh, and it's, it's a banyan tree. And banyan trees, if you have seen in India, they, they kind of, if you just plant one seed, it can become a whole forest because one branch will like, roofed itself and then another tree will grow from that and and so on so it's like it's like a maze uh, we're in this kind of forest maze of the material world and we cannot we cannot see see the branches like we cannot see where it comes from but it is described that by by yoga practice and detachment you can kind of cut down the tree it's, it's not that you destroy the world or anything but but it's like for your in your in your own perception you cut down the tree and you get to the root of it which is the spiritual world yeah because we were saying it's a state of consciousness so you don't cut the world in itself but your consciousness about the world to get to the consciousness of the spiritual world yes that's right so now we are chapter 16. Would you like to say the title? Yes, it's The Yoga of Discerning Godly and Ungodly Natures. Which is very, <laughs> very interesting title. Would you like to explain something more about it? Yes, yeah, so, so Krishna has several times uh, in previous chapters mentioned spiritual qualities. He has kind of elaborated on that. Uh, quite a bit, and I also mentioned sometimes about unfavorable qualities for a spiritual practice, like what is here called ungodly. I don't know what we we, we would call it in in modern language, like um, toxic or, <laughs> or, or something like that. Toxic qualities, or um, and the connection between the previous chapter and this one is that. Uh, uh, the previous chapter was called the yoga of the supreme person because like now now i mentioned just like briefly here in the recap about the root of the material world being the spiritual world but the spiritual world is 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 personal it is a person who is you can say permeating that whole world it's it's like centered on on one person what would be called bhagavan in in in, in english we say god but and God means different things in different religions and outside of religion, and but it's it's um, you can say it's the the center of the spiritual world is a person, because personhood allows us to uh, relate and and uh, and experience love. Mm. So it's it's not that. Uh, there's a person there and, and he has to be served because the thing is in the spiritual world no one needs anything but but here it's about expressing love like like in a, in a drama like a like a the spiritual world has been been likened to a, a drama mm. so to, to enter it you kind of learn 
dramatics. <laughs> um, so a very interesting concept in the in Indian philosophy. Yeah. So so this this person that is at the center of the spiritual world is is not is not like a like a dictator who <laughs> who needs a lot of service. It's just that for love to exist that person has to be there so, so the the person who is in service to, to to the expression of love so the 15th chapter is about turning to this to this person but but that is a a very deep and esoteric thing so in this chapter it's going to elaborate more about like it, it mentions first in the first verse about divine qualities but then it elaborates more about non-divine qualities for the rest of the chapter which he hasn't really gone into so much in the Bhagavad Gita until now Krishna uh, so what happens now between Arjuna and Krishna Krishna is is telling Arjuna basically what the qualities of uh, divine people are and what the qualities of non-divine people are and uh, of course I mean we are um, this should also be kind of explained because it's not that someone is more divine than someone else. It's, it's like we are all uh, spiritual divine sparks. But then the difference is whether you're aware of that and, and uh, cultivating an awareness of that or if you're ignorance, ignorant of it and just going in, in a different direction, basically. Yeah, and we, we have both parts in us because we are sometimes good but sometimes we might behave not in a proper way so it's up to us to see oh that's the not nice part of me maybe i should try to improve or try to understand why i did that and uh, and automatically it becomes better and better yes yes exactly of course this is um uh it's put in like simple words here like kind of bad people and good people yeah. but of course everyone is a mix mm -hmm. and and the, and, the, and the purpose of the chapter is to is to kind of become aware of those um, unfavorable qualities and practice to to uproot them so this for the first verse here krishna is saying he he gives a list of of the the good qualities and we have heard other lists of good qualities qualities uh, already in this series like we've, we've been bringing up from other chapters yeah. like a few chapters ago there was the the list of like what knowledge constitutes yeah. so here we have a list again and lists are very good because they facilitate discussion like it becomes easy, easy to discuss these things and kind of delve into them here is the list of good qualities fearlessness purity of heart consistency in knowledge and yoga charity sense control sacrifice study of the scripture austerity righteousness non-violence truthfulness absence of anger renunciation peacefulness aversion to criticizing others compassion freedom from covetousness gentleness modesty steadiness courage forgiveness fortitude cleanliness freedom from malice and pridelessness 
those born of divine nature are endowed with these. Then Krishna lists uh, unfavorable qualities. Uh, a, a much shorter list here. It's um, hypocrisy, arrogance, conceit, anger, harsh speech, and ignorance are the qualities of those born of ungodly natures. Here I have a question, like, isn't ignorance like the source, the root of all others so-called bad behaviors? Yes. Okay. <laughs> that was easy. Because <laughs> <Okay. laughs> like it sounded like you were going to ask something about that. No, no, that was my question. Yes. Yes, uh, ig- ignorance of our divine nature, which I mentioned before, like we all have this divine nature. And it is like not being aware of that, that we are chasing after things outside of ourselves to attain fulfillment, which will never happen. Yeah, but I ask because it's, it's listed like at the end of the list. So I was wondering why it is so. Well, uh, there can be different levels of ignorance. Like there can also be that we actually are ignorant on purpose, just like not caring about something. It's like to be purposefully ignorant. But if you're simply, but 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 then then like there come there comes a point where ignorance actually becomes innocence. Like if like you actually forget (laughs) so badly that um, it's not on purpose anymore, then uh, you will need help. Like you will need someone to. To actually tell you mm. that's how things are so so krishna gives this short list here of uh, non-divine qualities and, and arjuna becomes kind of worried that, that, that he is like that so this is an interesting part like he for example uh, arrogance and anger and harsh speech uh, and arjuna is a warrior and, and like in battle, you know, those things will will come out. Mm-hmm. But but Krishna is telling him that that don't worry, <laughs> you are you are of of divine nature. Uh, not only of divine nature as everyone is, but <laughs> but of divine nature that he's actually like on the right track also. Yeah, because also now I was thinking about the word ignorance. Like, of course, I think everyone, on certain level, they are ignorance. Even if they, they're going to study, like, all the philosophy and they start to dedicate themselves, like, this, to charity and all these good qualities that were in the list before. But you will never be fully knowledged. There will be always some part of ignorance in you even if you're willing to learn yes yes there is the there is the ignorance that that if we if we want to like you say if we want to learn there is always more to learn so you can say <laughs> like uh, sometimes it is said like that like the more you know then the, the more you understand what you don't know mm. and um, but but this is not the kind of ignorance that is unhelpful like this is more the ignorance that that is turned towards knowledge like um, you could say the difference between carelessness and curiosity like mm-hmm. like carelessness is also ignorance 
but curiosity curiosity is a sign of ignorance but it's it's, it's turned the other way like you actually want to know and you and you do care so that's mm. um, that's a good point that you brought up but he, but here comes uh, this part here is interesting that that Arjuna thinks he is that he has bad qualities <laughs> uh, but actually he does not and 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 also he was even exhibiting some of those bad qualities or like what is what was like listed as bad qualities here so so that, like this shows that someone someone can show bad qualities outwards but actually be truthful on the inside and someone can also appear to have good qualities but not <laughs> have good qualities on the inside mm-hmm. so, so the, this kind of little passage here is is also about that to kind of show it's that it's not like an an external thing these qualities it's more the intention behind the action that are important yes so so of course there can be there can be harsh speech like uh, like a mother shouting to her kid to <laughs> not run over the the street without looking first and things like that mm. and and also like um we can show good qualities outwards to kind of fool others uh, yeah. and even even fool ourselves so so this is all about doing actual self-work and not trying to look like something of course it is good also to, to be this is something we have discussed before like maybe we cannot uh just become humble but at least we can we can become polite <laughs> like we, we, like like we can at least be polite so, so even if we so, so just because we shouldn't like being fake being humble it doesn't mean we should be arrogant yeah so we we can be we can be polite but we can know that that is politeness and and actual humility is 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 something else uh, that we need to kind of continue to cultivate which takes longer time to manifest so krishna keeps going through bad qualities and and the non-divine nature but he he kind of sums it up at the end he gives like three main things to kind of uh, work, on. work on because they kind of lead to all the others and that is lust anger and greed so material desire and when material desire is not fulfilled then we become angry and uh, and, and then greed is it's to how would you define greed yeah well desire for material things that anyway they will end because this is, I think we we said already enough times during this this short podcast episode that everything what is material it's gonna end sooner or later, while whatever is spiritual and whatever is consciousness it's gonna last forever. So if you are greed towards something material that anyway it's gonna end you just put all your energy in that for no reason you're gonna anyway die this life but maybe you can put greed towards good things like greed towards wanting to detach from this material greed or something yes to kind of turn turn greed on itself (laughs) yeah 
Yeah, because it's it seems like the, the the progression here is like you have material desire, and when things doesn't go the way you planned, then you become angry, and then greed could be like the third step. That is like it's kind of like more like a desperate like grabbing of things. Like okay, things didn't go my way, but now I'm gonna get it my way. <laughs> like I'm really gonna yeah. uh, make it happen this time. But in in this kind of stubborn. Yeah, sometimes even unconsciously, like maybe you're kind of delude, deluded inside. So you want to buy, I don't know, nice clothes or a nice ice cream or something just to feel comfort for a short time. But then you actually don't really solve the issue. Yeah. Yes, it's it's only like, it's like uh, sometimes it, it's likened to you're if you're if you're hitting <laughs> it's a funny example but it's it's like uh, you're hitting your own hand with a hammer uh, and then you stop for a moment and you feel and you feel the relief uh, <laughs> before you keep <laughs> hitting the hammer on your hand again so so I would, like these kind of short pleasures are are like that it's just some <laughs> relief from from pain yeah yeah <laughs> um so it, the chapter ends with with a recommendation to to consider scripture before acting to not just act on impulse but to to try to remember what does the scripture say and this is not just so, something arbitrary it's uh if, if you think of how how scripture is is formed it, it is by people who have spiritual experience and, and they share about that experience and, and how how that can be reached and what we want to have is spiritual experience whatever we think we want to have what we actually want to have is spiritual experience uh, that is what what we are seeking in, in other things mm. we're like looking for meaning in things that we are actually giving meaning to but as our teacher says, we should actually, if we are the one giving meaning to them, we should kind of contemplate the, the meaning giver, because that is, that is where the meaning is. So scripture is, is like, is basically testimonials of, of people who have practiced spirituality before us. And there, and there are just so many generations of that, hundreds and thousands of generations of of people doing that so, so it is their like collective experience yeah. so we should we should consider what they have said bef before we act basically and that is how that, that is how we how we get out of the clutches mm. of, of things like ignorance and material desires and anger greed and so on yeah that was very nice. So we are very slowly reaching the end of the Bhagavad Gita. It's been almost a year now. Do you want to say something about the next chapter? Uh, the next chapter, the next chapter is is about faith. A couple of chapters ago, we we spoke about the modes of material nature, the qualities of material nature. So this next chapter is about faith in those three qualities of nature so you can have if you oh 
people may have to go back and listen to, to that chapter again but but <laughs> the, we talked about the sattva rajas and tamas mm. so the next chapter is about faith for example then like tamasic faith uh, rajasic faith sattvic faith so basically um how faith expresses itself in, in different qualities of nature like here qualities of nature means like quality of uh, of mind and mind and intellect uh, because those are also part of nature like sometimes we say mind over matter but but actually it's it should be spirit over matter because mind is also part of matter yeah. so faith is something that that is happening in the mind mind and intellect uh, so depending on on the quality on the on the kind of state of the mind of the mind your your faith will have a certain will be of a certain expression so that's what we're going to get into next time wonderful so thank you and see you next time see you i hope this episode fulfilled its purpose of inspiring you if you like it feel free to share it give a review or a rating subscribe and if you have any question please get in touch at aikoota.com <laughs>